0: Welcome to the Happy Pill Podcast. I'm Ursula done In each episode, you're going to hear me share my story while offering information and resources while you continue on your journey of surpassing the effects of abuse and depression. I'm going to be doing some interviews with some very special guests who are going to share their journey and processes because my way is not the only way of healing. And the more information we have, the more we can share with one another. My hope is that you find love inspiration and purpose for your life. So let's get started. welcome back my friends to this episode i am so excited to introduce a very good friend of mine I haven't seen you in so long yes it's so good to have you here thanks Ursula. it's so good to see you and to be here i know right? Like finally it's been many many years uh, too long. It has been way too mm-hmm. long. So let's get into the, um, let's do your bio so that people are know, are going to know who is Pam Purnell. So Pam Purnell is a health coach. Uh, Pam has spent 20 years looking for answers as she went from being an elite athlete to struggling immensely from fatigue. Pam was diagnosed with Lyme disease and mold issues resulting in digestive problems, brain fog, cognitive issues, and debilitating fatigue. Now that Pam has found the answers to her health, she is on a mission to help others struggling with their own health conditions, conditions and getting to the root cause so that people can begin their healing journey. Pam has found the best combination by utilizing functional medicine tests. <clears throat> Sorry, there goes my my voice again, friends. You know what this is like. You've listened to my journey. Um, so anyway, so she is utilizing function. medicine functional medicine tests to diagnose symptoms using cutting edge protocols for healing and including mindful modalities to heal the mind and body connection. Whew. Okay, thank God you're going to be talking most of this <laughs> most of this time. Um okay. So, like I just said, thank you. Thank you for for being here and sharing this very valuable information because I don't know how many people actually have heard of functional medicine at all. And it wasn't until you that actually that I heard about it. Mm -hmm. Well, Uh, I appreciate this platform
1: and the fact that you have this awesome podcast and it really has become my passion to help people know what's out there. Um, There are so many people suffering in similar situations like yourself, even, you know, just you telling me some of your story and your symptoms, I think about... Test that could be useful for you to help you in your journey because when we see tests in black and white and we see the numbers, it shows us really how unwell we are and it validates our symptoms. But at the same time, it gives us a baseline. So as we progress, we can see how far we've come as opposed to just thinking about symptoms because it's so easy to forget. You know, when you start to feel better, those good days. You forget how terrible you
0: felt. So right. when you have the numbers to look back to, it's very powerful. Mm-hmm. And for some people, they have like uh, different conditions. I mean, mine is CPTSD. And some of those things are very hard to measure. Yeah, But you can measure like the chemical imbalances and everything else that, that's going on. Um, but before we get to the functional medicine, because that's probably going to be the second episode, we want to talk about Pam. Who yeah. is Pam? How did this start? Because we want to hear your story, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so one, here's always the first question. Do you feel safe in sharing your story?
1: I do. And I feel very grateful that you have you having me. I feel honored to be your guest. Oh,
0: warm fuzzies, warm <laughs> fuzzies.
1: Um, okay. And then are you having issues with the microphone? Uh, I could just hear myself breathing, so I didn't want to annoy your <laughs> listeners because I can't stand that one. I can hear people breathing into a microphone, <laughs> trying oh. to be mindful of them.
0: He yeah. <laughs> yeah, had okay. very Darth Vader-like. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Oh my God. Geez, he would have been fun to interview, let me tell you. He's got some issues that one. Okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he would be the perfect candidate, actually. would Yes. Yeah,
0: absolutely. I, that whole family. Anyway, I digress. Okay, so why do you want to share your story?
1: I was on a journey for so long and it's taken me so many years and I've spent so much money, time, energy. I've cried in my car countless times after leaving a doctor's office where I didn't feel heard. I didn't feel validated. I felt not understood. And so I see even just in my immediate friends and family group, so many people who are struggling and and dealing with the system. And before we get into my story, I want to say that I do think there's a place for our conventional system, but there's a lot of holes in it when it comes to anyone struggling with mental health, autoimmune, fatigue. Our system just isn't built to handle those patients. They fall through the cracks. And then if you're really motivated, you'll find answers, but, and then you have hundreds of thousands of people all on a different journey. And so I really just want to share all of the knowledge and information and, and help
0: people get to feeling better more quickly absolutely that's that's what this podcast is about is about sharing that information mm-hmm. right because people just don't know and also the resonance right your story is going to be someone else's story what they've experienced what they've gone through what they're feeling yes. and they just need to hear um, someone else's words right their their life oh my god I'm just like Pam what did she do yeah, right so exactly. this is what is inspiring. So, okay, let's get right into it. Mm -hmm. Like for you, this was a a physical um, condition. Let's talk about that. You start right away. Sure. Well, it started
1: for a a very physical place. So when I was a teenager, I had mono. And before that, everyone called me the Energizer Bunny. Literally all day and all night, I would be doing gymnastics in our yard or riding our bike or just anything. I couldn't sit still. and then (laughs) It was. And my memory was so sharp and... I was so clear-headed, and then I came down with mono, was playing volleyball, shared water bottles, the whole team basically got sick. But I was pretty immune-compromised as a baby. I always had ear infections. I was on tons of antibiotics. And so it's pretty common for anyone who was in that situation who was on a lot of antibiotics to then become immune-compromised later on because Mm -hmm. what happens is it messes up your microbiome. And that's where the majority of your immune system is, is in your digestive system. Right. That's always the gut. Always the gut. Yep. So there's a major connection between the gut and the brain. And so for me, um, I was immune compromised, got mono, and I just never got better after. But because I was an athlete and because I was very A-type and stubborn, I just pushed through. I'd be exhausted all morning. And then the afternoon and evening, my cortisol levels would rise and I'd feel great again. Um, And I was coping fine. And then when I got to university and I was working and training, so I was a martial artist. And so I trained, yeah, like 20 hours a week, three hours a night. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it was pretty amazing. An hour of um, kickboxing, an hour of karate. Sometimes I'd teach cardio kickboxing. Then we brought grappling in. Yeah.
0: That's a lot of energy. <laughs> I'm I'm almost ready to go to sleep here. Just to that.
1: <laughs> so um, I would go train for three hours and have such a high. And I know that my cortisol levels were too high at night. And then I couldn't sleep, similar to you. And I would wake up so exhausted, drag my butt. I started to live on caffeine. And so in the mornings in university, like I could barely make it through class. I'd go sleep in one of the study rooms do my homework, get amped up, and then go train again. And so this was my life until I moved to Calgary and the extra stress of a new university, new city. My body just crashed.
0: So this was how old were you when this was happening? Nineteen. So was, okay, so so you crashed when you were crashed when you were nineteen, but yeah. this was already building up because yeah. of those antibiotics.
1: Yeah, well, it was it was the mono really. So the yeah. virus. My body was never really able to fight. And so throughout that period, I coped fine. And then university hit and I was coping okay, but living on caffeine. But I really like wasn't going to the gym, which was unusual for me, for someone who used to train 20 hours a week. Like it just didn't have that in me. Um, But I was still working. I was serving and bartending because I needed money. And so at that age, when you're in your 20s, our bodies are still healthy enough To keep up and to fight. But this is why we see women, especially in their 30s and 40s, who tend to come down with chronic illnesses because generally you probably had it for a long time. It's only that our liver isn't able to keep up. So, 30s and 40s is when we see most people starting to get sick. Hmm. So, for me, I followed that pattern. So, in my 20s, I still didn't feel good. I was always that person who, on the girls' golf trip on weekends, everyone would stay up late and we'd drink wine. And then the next morning, I'd wake up dying and everyone knows I'd have to go to Starbucks. So If you're going to road trip with me, that was my prerequisite. prerequisite. And uh, (laughs) I'd always be the one being like, oh, I need a nap. And I'd look at my girlfriends and they were all fine. And I thought, well, I'm not doing anything different. And I just chalked it up to the fact that my body needed more rest. So I really coasted like this all through my 20s. I'd have periods where I'd feel better, but then I would crash and my family used to make fun of me because I'd go home and I'd literally just sleep for three days, but it was an environment where I didn't have to work. I was resting. And so my body would take advantage. And so when I got to my thirties, that's when my body really crashed in the sense that I would come home and go to bed basically at six o'clock at night. And I would sleep all weekend just so I could make it through my work day because I'm in sales And so I cover a large territory and I'm talking to people all day. And I knew for me, it wasn't an option to not be able to work. Um, And so that was really what I did. But this whole time, I was still seeing physicians. I was at my GP um, when they run my blood work. It always came back
0: fine. So so explain what was going on physically. We know about the exhaustion and fatigue. Were there other issues going on physically? What was that?
1: Um, brain fog, lots of brain fog, especially when I was in university, I remember thinking like, oh man, I just can't remember like I used to, you know, studying, it would take me so much longer than everyone else and cognition. So just the ability to integrate information, I've always considered myself very smart. And when I looked at my brain kind of pre-mono and even after, you know, I was just so sharp and I could take things in. And so... I really noticed when I would look at my classmates how fast they would absorb and how much harder I had to work. And again, being very A-type and driven, I'd always look and be like, well, if they can do that, so can I. So I had that, um, the fatigue, like you mentioned, and I would get chronic UTIs and chronic yeast infections. And so I now know that that relates to strep. So anyone that had strep throat as a kid... The strep is what actually causes the UTIs. Oh, wow. I
0: didn't know that.
1: Yeah, right? Most people don't. It's it's dormant. Yeah. And so the antibiotics to treat, the strep just gets stronger and stronger every time you take one. And so now what I do is I I take supplements, but I digress. We can come back to that. (laughs) Okay. Um, And then for me, it was just a really day-to-day... I found just the fatigue was more debilitating. Like I could deal with the memory loss. I became really great at taking notes and writing everything down and taking photos. And that sort of become my survival mechanism. And like I said, this whole time I would get my blood work taken all the time. And in my 20s, my doctor, he's like, you're healthy, you're fine. It could be your thyroid, but that looks fine. Um, the only thing that came back low was platelets and the doctors were like, well, there's nothing we can do about that. I now know that low platelets is related to Lyme disease. So I've had that for a long time.
0: Oh my God. Mm -hmm. Like, like how did you even contract that?
1: Lyme? Yeah. Yeah. So there's this common knowledge that Lyme can be contracted through ticks, Mm -hmm. but that is actually a very small percentage of Lyme. There's also uh, it's the chicken or the egg with Lyme. Um, it usually comes with co-infections and other viruses. So, is it the bacteria gets out of control that's already in your body because your immune system's run down from the viruses? Um, but I'm happy to deep dive into because <laughs> I feel like that's a whole, whole other can of worms, right? Um, so for me, it was really. Going to GPS and being told like there's nothing you can do, and so I was like living on monostat. I remember going and buying that all the time because I was always getting yeast infections. Right. Um, and then I had to go more the holistic route, so I started going to medical intuitives. Yep. And that was really helpful because they were able to identify on a physical level what was happening, like. Zinc deficiency is very common, and that can lead to immune dysregulation because our soil doesn't have zinc anymore. The fact that we now only use one crop, we mono um, farm, yeah. that kills our soil, kills our nutrients, and so we're all zinc deficient. Yeah. But if you're somebody that is immune compromised, that can push you down um, to a place where your body just can't keep up, and that's when viruses will take over. Right. So. I, the medical intuitive was helpful. I was doing um, like Reiki and muscle testing. And and what I really saw through this is the connection of how on a spiritual level, it was affecting the physical body. So things that may have happened growing up that was still stored in my body mm-hmm. causing physical problems as well. So I was working on some of the layers through the medical intuitive and that was helping me to stay At a level that was functioning, and so from there, I needed help physically. And so one thing I got into was IV therapy, which I can't say enough good things about. Do you know much
0: about IV therapy? I don't actually. No. Oh man, it
1: would be so helpful for you, actually.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. So, like we said, the prescription pad. You're going to be filling that out for me at the end of this.
1: (laughs) IV therapy is full of vitamins that are found occurring naturally occurring in our body. Now, when we're fighting something like say PTSD, which is long-term chronic stress on our body. Anytime there's chronic stress, our liver uses up our V vitamins, our vitamin C, zinc. So that's what's called a Myers cocktail. So honestly, I think everyone should be getting Myers just because we're exposed to so many more toxins, daily stress Mm -hmm. that you just go in. It's a lovely environment. Most naturopaths have like the spa-like environment. You sit down, they poke you with this tiny needle that you barely feel. They turn on the TV, you watch a movie, well, you get these vitamins. And literally the next day, I always feel a million times
0: better. Wow. Yeah. I did not know that.
1: Yeah. And you always want to get a glutathione push after because, again, our livers are under so much attack. Glutathione is our master antioxidant. So if you're eating food that's not organic, not everyone can afford that. Yeah. You're getting tons of chemicals and pesticides in our body. When you're walking outside, the air we breathe, all of the fumes from the gasoline we take in, our liver has to process. But what happens when our liver is not making glutathione because it's sluggish is it can't suck the toxins out. So you get the injection of glutathione and it's like a magnet. It goes through your blood and attaches to all these toxins and then it puts it into your... um, into your bladder and you basically urinate all these toxins out, and so that's often, yeah, a big reason to why you feel fatigued.
0: Oh so, my gosh, that, that's probably me. Totally. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah, totally. That's, that's totally.
1: And especially me. for anyone struggling with weight, oftentimes uh, it has to again? do. <laughs> right. <laughs> oftentimes it has to do with inflammation. Inflammation can be caused by a lot of things, but one of them being "quote unquote." toxins or free radicals, Mm -hmm. um, floating in our body. So that's called oxidative stress. And so we'll talk about that when we get to the functional medicine part. Right. So IVs really helped me to function. I would get them at least once a month, But you can do tons of IVs. Like if somebody has a concussion, you can do what's called um, phosphatidylcholine. It heals your digestive system, but it heals your brain because it's a phospholipid that crosses the blood brain barrier. And again, people who have concussions don't know this. And so I've been exposed to all of these cool modalities that have been backed up by research that has not been approved by conventional medicine. It's not part of the paradigm. And unless you're willing to go search for it, you don't even know that it's out there, right? Right. I see so many people struggling with concussions that I think if you did um, the IVs in conjunction with the eye therapy that you're doing, Mm -hmm. that has been shown to have huge benefits. Right, the EMDR, which I
0: just talked about in my previous episodes. Exactly.
1: Interesting. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. Totally. So I was sustaining, sustaining, sustaining. And then probably about a year ago, It got to the point where my memory was so terrible. Like I was worried with work. My cognition was terrible, but it was really the fatigue. I was back to going to bed at like six o'clock and I felt so helpless because I have been through a whole host of family doctors feeling not validated. Like they were like, well, you've been to a lot of smart people. And I said, yeah, but I still don't feel good. Mm -hmm. And so eventually my new family doctor referred me to a rheumatologist And he looked at me, he didn't, well, he didn't know, he didn't even look at me. I was sitting across a table like this. He was staring at his computer screen, asking me questions. How old are you? How long have these symptoms been going on? Didn't send me for any additional blood work and just said, you have fibromyalgia, which is not, okay, fibromyalgia is a real thing, but it's not because of why our medical system thinks it's a real thing. It's usually because of um, viruses, bacteria, and parasites getting out of control in our body. So he diagnosed me with fibromyalgia and goes, well, based on your supplement list, I don't think you would take drugs. I don't have any drugs to give you. But even if um, I had pharmaceuticals, you know, it probably wouldn't help you. And so then, of course, I go and I sit in my car and I cry. Now, the interesting part is, is I work in functional medicine. Yay. Yeah. So I used to work in pharmaceutical sales and I sold to conventional doctors for 10 years and I worked in the field of mental health. So if you needed to know anything about antidepressants, antipsychotics, (laughs) like I was your girl. I could talk to you about (laughs) that. But when I was struggling with the medical system and seeing the benefit of medical intuitives and holistic practitioners and IVs, I went, these are options that are actually making me feel okay. And the one thing that I think that people really need to know is any pharmaceutical will drain vitamins and minerals out of your body. Now, each one is different. There's a mm-hmm. website your reader or your listeners can go on. It's called mytaven.com. You type in whatever medication you're on and it will tell you what vitamins and minerals get drained because of that pharmaceutical. Interesting.
0: Yes. We're going to have to get that and I'll put it up on the blog. Yes. Uh, so I, if people want to check it out.
1: I totally will. Okay. So I was working in pharmaceutical sales, selling to these docs and realized, yeah, this just isn't aligning with my belief system anymore. And I thought, I wonder if naturopaths and functional doctors have reps. It was like the universe all of a sudden put that thought in my head. I reached out to a naturopath I knew very casually. And she goes, hey, I'm going on mat leave in two days. If you can meet with me tomorrow, I'd be happy to. So Mm -hmm. I went and met with her. And she said, oh, there's a lab in Calgary called Rocky Mountain Analytical. And their rep just left. And they're hiring and I went, oh my goodness, like, this is amazing. Why didn't I think about this before? But I clearly wasn't ready for an opportunity like that. Right. And that's the one thing that I noticed is throughout my physical journey, it's really opened me up spiritually to some more of the esoteric um, ways that we are not taught to operate in. Mm-hmm. And so, again, we can talk more about that, but uh, I applied and... Short story, I ended up getting the job. Yay! So good. And so now I work with all of the functional doctors and naturopaths across the prairies. Wow. Yes. And so through working with them, I've been exposed to all these amazing practitioners. And I they tell me about all these amazing modalities in which they can treat their patients. And there was one practitioner in particular here here in Calgary. He's so smart. And so sharp and has all these amazing innovative therapies. This was only hmm, a year ago. I said to him, I think I need to be your patient. And the reason, aside from how smart he was, he starts with a brain scan. It's called a QEEG. And so, QEEG. Yes. Okay. So do you know what an EEG is that you measure your heart where you waves in? Right. That's where they put those little
0: um, sticky things near your heart and then they... Yes.
1: So that yeah. shows the function of your heart and how consistently it's beating. Right. So the QEEG does the same thing, but for your brain. And it shows all of your different brain waves, your delta, theta, alpha, beta, and it will show any patterns um, that may be imbalanced. And from there, he will then recommend functional testing. And there's a whole host of functional tests. There's hundreds, Mm -hmm. but just to give a quick overview, you can get one to measure like your vitamin and mineral level. You can get one to measure your neurotransmitter level yeast and bacteria. So if somebody's struggling with candida, specialized hormone, heavy metals, your genetics, that's really the idea behind functional medicine is it treats the person as the individual and it looks at the body from many different angles. So mm-hmm. conventional labs like Calgary Laboratory Services, they have great tests, but it's a very limited lens in which to look through. Mm-hmm. And. I will say the downside with functional medicine is, is there's so many tests, sometimes it's hard to know where to start. So by starting with a brain scan, it gives you the indication. So right away, my pattern was classic of immune dysregulation. So Corey goes, it looks as though mold is your problem. And so when I'm telling people this, people go, what do you mean mold? Like we live in Alberta, it's not yeah, you know, we're a dry climate. Yeah, it's you know, a dry climate. Yeah, it's not very humid here. But the interesting part about mold, we're exposed to mold all the time, right? Anytime snow melts, there's mold out there. But there's so many flat top roofs like your building. Yep. Anytime there's a leak, there's no way to 100% get rid of the moisture and know that there's no mold growing. Generally, when there's a leak, there's mold. And what happens is... The spores end up getting pulled into the central air system and then get pushed into all areas of the building. And so if you live in a home where this has happened, this is why we see a family, maybe one or two people will get sick from the black mold and the other people don't Mm -hmm. because genetically 20% of the population is susceptible to mold. I'm one of those people. So we did genetic testing on me and the genes are called HLA2 and 17. I tested positive for both. Otherwise my genetics were like perfect. But because of that, what happens is my body, um, we breathe in mold every day, whether it's from our building, whether it's from outside, it doesn't recognize the mold as a toxin. So it just builds up and builds up and builds up.
0: Oh, okay.
1: So I was diagnosed with that. It's called SIRS or chronic um, inflammatory response syndrome. And I thought, yes, I have the answer. So I started doing treatment for that. And part of the treatment is binders. Um, so again, similar to the glutathione, the binders, I use zeolite, but you can use bentonite clay, any of the clay. I don't clays. even know what that is. I don't <laughs> even know what you're talking about there. Okay. So let me explain it. Bentonite clay. Have you ever seen in a face mask, like the mud masks you put on your face? Right. Yeah. So that's bentonite clay. And the reason it works is it has a magnetic property to it. So it sucks toxins out of your skin, oh, okay. which is why your skin looks good. Right. Well, bentonite clay and zeolite will do the same thing in your body problem is bentonite clay can be hard on your liver. Zeolite is a, po- a clay that comes from Norway and doesn't taste good. It's quite chalky. So I'll mix it with a little bit of juice, but it'll go in and attach to the mold and then suck it out of your body and you urinate it out.
0: Wow. Yeah.
1: So when I looked at my numbers, when we uh, originally did the functional test for the SIRS, uh, there's what's called histamine. So do you know what an antihistamine is? Yep. Yep. So there's two types of histamine response. So if you're exposed to, say, an animal that you're allergic to, your body will release histamine. That's short term. Mm-hmm. But then you can have what's called mast cell activation syndrome. And that means that the histamine is like out of control in your body. So in this functional test, the low level healthy levels of histamine in your body should be around 40. High levels should be around 70. At the lab... The level topped off at 127. Like for how high they test, I tested at 133.
0: Oh wow!
1: Yeah, so that high means it was severely impacting my immune system. But it was basically causing me to have flu-like symptoms, um, partly causing the brain function um, not working properly. The cognitive—I well, I guess that would be the same thing. But um, that's the, the brain memory, fog you're talking about. Yeah. Brain fog, yeah. exactly. So there's very measurable, tangible ways to measure brain fog, histamine being one of them. And this is something that people don't know. So I was doing treatment for, mm-hmm. I started in September and then January, we re-measured my histamine levels and it came down, which was great, but I still was feeling terrible. So mold and Lyme are like sister diseases mm. and... Because I was functioning at such a high level, I don't think my functional doctor thought that Lyme would be the case, but because I wasn't responding, we did. So to measure Lyme in Canada, for any of your listeners listening, you need to know that the way in which we test Lyme clinically. So if you go to your medical doctor and then you go to your provincial lab it has a lot of false positives and false negatives, meaning it only picks up about 10 to 15% of Lyme cases. Hmm. So 80 to 85% of people going to get tested are being misdiagnosed and missed.
0: Oh my God, that's a huge amount.
1: Totally. And a lot of medical doctors for years didn't even think that Lyme was a thing. And most doctors in Alberta didn't think that Lyme existed here. It's only the paradigm has been shifting. So there's two labs in the world that are really the world leaders. Armin Labs, developed by Dr. Armin. He's a German man. This is in Germany. And they do an amazing job to pick up Lyme. So Boreala burgdorfi is the main bacteria behind Lyme. And then the co-infections can be like Coxsackie, Echovirus, um, Epstein-Barr is usually tied in there. And of course, Epstein-Barr is mono. So this goes back to when I had mono. Right. And on the test, you don't want your viral levels to come back higher than two. Two is like high. My Epstein-Barr was at 24. (gasps) Oh my gosh. Crazy, right? So um, what I'm starting now is this really innovative therapy out of Europe. Super common. So Europeans are just so far ahead of us in terms of understanding the body, how they treat viruses, bacteria, parasites. It's why Armin Labs in Germany is a world leader. They just really get it. And so here, like I said, viruses go undetected. And so... So many people who are diagnosed with MS, often Lyme is the reason why they have MS-like symptoms. If you have MS in your listening, I would encourage you, get tested for Lyme. Wow. Mm-hmm.
0: That, oh my gosh. So we should move to Germany is what you're saying. Um, <laughs> <to a laughs> well, let, let's,
1: let's live here, but let's incorporate um, what the Germans do. And actually what's cool, if you go to, I don't know, let's say you break your leg and you end up in a German hospital They will give you your conventional medical doctor, but then they developed homeopathy. So you always get a homeopathic doctor. So they work in tandem. So if you're taking a drug, the homeopathic doctor will give you homeopathic drops to help you detox. And what I've really learned is everything comes back to your ability's body to detox. Mm -hmm. If your liver is working properly, it will detox properly. But if there's any reason why your liver has become sluggish, our livers work 24 seven. It's the most underrated organ that we have. Mm -hmm. If your liver is just, it's not able to keep up with the demands because you're too toxic, you're stressed. Here's the thing with viruses. Viruses put off daily neurotoxins. Neurotoxins are another toxin that your body has to get rid of. When you have so many viruses like me, I had so many neurotoxins That's probably one of the reasons why um, my brain wasn't functioning properly. And that's the reason why my liver became sluggish. And so as a result, um, that's a downward effect of like the toxins building up. And so we need to go back to looking at the liver. And this is where medical doctors just don't do that. Um, and, And so anytime we take pharmaceuticals, we really need to be detoxing our body. And so if anyone's listening and they go, Well, our bodies detox fine. Not anymore, because there's thousands of chemicals that are not regulated that well, impact and our
0: environment is so much more toxic than it used to be.
1: Hundred percent. A hundred percent. So it's imperative that we're doing as much as we can to support detoxification systems in our body. Um and and we can talk more about detoxing and how to do it properly, but really for me, I just got to the end of my journey. But through all this, I have tried so many different modalities, so many different supplements, so many different detoxes that I now know what works, what doesn't. And when I talk to somebody who has weird symptoms, because I'm so well-versed in this world, I can say, here's probably what you have. Here are the doctors that specialize in it. Here's the test that you should save up for, because unfortunately, functional medicine is an investment in your health. It's Mm -hmm. not covered. And as Canadians, we're not used to paying out of pocket. Mm -hmm. Um, But I've basically become like a health broker who is able to say, yes, if you want to go and research and try on your own, by all means. Otherwise, let me save you time, money and energy. And point you in the right direction mm-hmm.
0: because you've you've done this. Yes, right. You have absolutely done this. Oh my God, that's quite. Uh ooh, that's quite the journey, full of information. And, and I was just like, what question are we on? <laughs> I think that was question one. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was so, so much
1: information. We might be doing four, I don't know, four yeah. podcasts. <laughs> but this
0: is this is great though, right? Because this is why now you don't have to repeat yourself. You just go, hey, so listen to the Happy Pill podcast, episode yeah. number this, Yeah, and, uh, exactly. and info's all there. Um, so I just wanted to Take it back uh, uh, just a little bit about you know how you were feeling physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. Mm -hmm. Because as this is the Happy Pill Podcast, we want to know a bit about um, how did that affect your life, right? Because obviously you were talking about you know your tiredness and everything. Did you like uh, and it obviously affected your daily living Mm -hmm. because you've you've explained that. Um, Did you ever have any mental health issues because of this? Because that's quite a journey, like you know anything with depression, yeah. anxiety, hopelessness. Mm-hmm. What about that? Did you experience any of that during your
1: Yeah, time? it start I would say it started off with isolation. I was somebody who loved to be involved socially and out. And probably to my own detriment, I packed my schedule to see my friends and family and I loved being out networking. And when the energy went, so did my drive to do that. And so how I was able to cope and function is to lay at home on the couch or in my bed and watch Netflix, giving my body that break to rebuild. But that led to depression-like symptoms in the sense that um, I didn't feel like doing things I wanted to. I didn't have motivation. And when, when I looked at my tests that measured my neurotransmitters, all of them were depressed, so mm. it was like I had depression um, because again, when your body doesn't have the building blocks, it wasn't absorbing food properly, it wasn't able to build neurotransmitters so technic- excuse me, technically, I could have gone on an antidepressant probably and uh, and it may have helped, but intuitively, for me, I just felt like. That wasn't the right step. And it's not that I, I think that antidepressants can be so useful. And for anyone out there struggling, it's always, um, a great option. But for me, I, I, I was super anxious and I was depressed and it, I would go up and down on days when I'd feel great. I'd feel like my old self. Mm -hmm. And then on days when I didn't and laying at home and being on my couch I wanted to do things, but my body couldn't let me. And the motivation, I just felt
0: quote unquote lazy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. I can so relate to that. And then comes the guilt. Yes. Right. Exactly. Because you feel like you should be doing something you should, you know, it's the FOMO, right? Fear of missing out. And then that just leads to, you know, that mental um, confusion, yes. you know, and, and that, and, and those thoughts and behaviors, well, I should be this, I should be that. Mm-hmm. So while you, for you, you're going through all this physicality, this, this, you know, these viruses that are taking hold of your body. Now you've got your mind on top of that. Right. And at this time I felt very hopeless because I probably
1: was 15 years into my journey of trying so many things. And at the time I was in a relationship and I look back and I'm like, oh, I would not have been a very fun girlfriend at the time because evenings and weekends, I wanted to sit at home and watch Netflix and that was not me. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but that became my reality and my life. And so as a partner, I felt guilty, like I should be doing more and I should go out. So I would, and then I would just regret my decision. You know, I wouldn't have fun. All I could think about was how much longer time go, can go back to bed. So yeah.
0: Yeah. No, I I can relate to that at least from that mental mm-hmm. um, side of things. Did you have any uh, support during this time while you were going through all of this? You know,
1: I would say that I'm very lucky. My two closest friends, they trusted me enough to go. This doesn't seem like you, and we don't know what's going on, and we want to help you. And I, I, I felt like I became the unfun friend. Mm. We used to go out. It would be the three of us have late nights, have some wine, coffee, what have you. And then I got to the point where my body became so sensitive. Well, I still can't. Like if I had to have a glass of wine now, I will be laid out for three weeks. Oh um, my gosh. Mm-hmm. Three weeks. Yep. Because, um, the t- toxins in the wine just pushes me right. and it just throws my body off kilter. So Drinking and cocktails and happy hour became a non-starter for me. Um, Staying out late, you know, like um, if I stay up past 10, I feel sick in the morning. And even just my eating, I had to become so conscious and aware. I always was gluten and dairy free. But I found if I was having sugar, if I was having like high carb foods, again, the next day, I would just feel like I was hungover. And so I really, in order to maintain my ability to function, had to become so careful with food. I didn't want to eat out. So it became very isolating again. And I felt like the energy that I did have would go towards making good food and then I'd eat and then go to bed. And so I wasn't able to exercise to get those endorphins going on. So you know, I had my girlfriends, they didn't understand, but they were great. Mm -hmm. Um, And I would say the rest of the people in my life, it just, it it came down to lack of understanding. And I think there's what's called cognitive dissonance where it's almost that reality of like, if our system can't help you, it creates fear in people, Mm. right? So if they think that I couldn't get help and I had to use functional medicine and pay out of my pocket. It could become their reality, right? And so it's almost easier to not think about that. Wow,
0: mm-hmm. actually, that that's such a very interesting aspect because what you're doing is is alternative, yeah. Because you're you've tried everything that was you know Western medicine, conventional medicine. You know, and it, it'd be interesting. Yes, because again, with the cost and then people just saying, it's like, oh, well, what is really going on exactly. with Exactly. They start to question you. They start to question. And exactly. then they don't necessarily believe you. It's like, oh, maybe you're a hypochondriac. Yeah. Wow. And so, and okay. you, you had that experience, but yet you were still, your body is telling you, no, something is seriously wrong here. And truthfully,
1: when I look back to when I was at my peak of health, when I felt great, I was that judgy person of other people. I remember living in university with a girlfriend who was depressed. And I remember thinking like, okay, let's just get up and go for a run and it'll make you feel better. And I didn't understand how it translated to such a physicality in her body. So I was that person. So I kind of get when people don't understand the situation that you and I are in, but it doesn't mean it makes it any easier. Mm -hmm. And also just, For anyone listening who's wondering about functional medicine, functional medicine is really, it's MDs that have become frustrated with the system. They go through training out of the U.S. called um, IFM, the Institute of Functional Medicine Training, and A4M, which is the Anti-Aging Institute. And basically they do a deep dive into um, how our body works in terms of methylation. So that talks about our liver Detoxification, that's one area that naturopaths do an amazing job in. The gut brain connection, like our digestive system, really looking at neurotransmitters, how we can impact this. So, again, it looks at our body using all, all these different angles heavy metal testing, genetics. How does that impact our health? So, you know, the doctors in functional medicine have come from a conventional background. And they got frustrated with it. And they did this additional training because in the conventional world, it's all based on protocols. So if you come in with these group of symptoms, you follow this protocol, you take drug one. If that doesn't work, go to drug two. If that doesn't work, go to drug three. And once you are past that protocol, well, if there's not another protocol that's when you get stuck in the system
0: mm-hmm.
1: and you get sent to a specialist.
0: Yeah, and, that, and I keep hearing that all the time. Like there's so many people that we've had on the show um, that are doing different modalities now because they got frustrated. Not that there's anything wrong with the system. We're not bashing the system. It'll work for some people yeah. and, then, and then other times it won't work. So it's, it's these people that are, are trying new things. Like I had my guest Melanie Hager. She's a TCM doctor, traditional Chinese medicine. She needed to go down that road because for her health, And, and what was, what wasn't working Mm -hmm. anymore. So it's really interesting. And, and these are the things that we need to hear about, right? People's journeys. That's why I said yours is so important, you know, and, and what we need to, to hear because you're not the only one who's going through what you're going through. Yes. Right. And there's so many people, right. But they did like you, they didn't know where to go. Exactly. So you've turned into, um, turned down to another road, another path that works for you, And and it's amazing. So, how is your health now? Like, we want to like you talked so much about functional medicine. Do we need to do a separate? Yeah, we'll do a
1: separate um, system on that. My health now. Um, I'm definitely in healing mode now. Mm -hmm. But we've got the answers, and I feel a million times better than I did six months ago because we've been able to start doing the right treatments, right? The right treatments for mold. And, And part of that is not just treatment of the body. Part of that is. Looking at the environment in which we operate in, so one one big key is having an amazing air purifier in your home. I didn't realize how important this was. There's what's called mm. IQ Air. They're really the the market leaders. They suck everything out of your air, whether it be chemicals, mold spores, um, any any imbalances. And so we want to be breathing good air. But also, one thing that I've my eyes have been uh, open to is how when you're unwell, Wi-Fi will impact your healing. Really? Yes. On a very tangible level. There are studies that show this because you're constantly being bombarded by these Wi-Fi waves. Mm -hmm. Um, Which we can't see. Which you can't see. And so what happens is it's another type of stress on the body. So when your body's already got limited energy and it's trying to fight whatever is happening to it, the Wi-Fi just adds on another layer. Interesting. So, I actually had a Wi Fi expert come into my home. He measured the in, in each room, um, the level, uh, the numbers of Wi Fi, but also what's called dirty electricity. And hmm. so, first of all, when you start with Wi Fi, the numbers shouldn't be higher during the day at 100 when you look at environmental medicine guidelines, and at night, 10. Most people's home, including mine,
0: was higher than 500,000. <gasps> Oh my God,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) my tiny little apartment here. I'm trying to think what that would be. Wow. And
1: proximity of your Wi-Fi box is important. Anyone that has it in their bedroom, you need to
0: call Shaw and get it moved or whoever your provider is. Right. I don't have, I don't have that in my, I refuse to put any kind of electronics in my bedroom. Perfect. Other than my alarm clock that's plugged into the wall. Yeah. Wow. Uh, So what I do is I unplug my Wi-Fi
1: at night, but you can also get a Christmas, excuse me, like a Christmas light timer, so it shuts off. Mm. Ideally you would have everything hardwired. So your computer will go straight into the unit. Oh mm. yeah, you're hardwired. Good for you. Yep. Thank I'm, you. <laughs> I'm very happy to see that actually. Yeah. Um and what dirty electricity is, is it's well, I'm not gonna explain this very well, but you can You can use these simple monitors, you plug it in and it will show your levels of dirty electricity. So one of the things that we found in my place, and this is pretty common, when you have in your master bedroom, most people have two nightstands on either side with two plugins, which seems very convenient. I never would have even thought about this. But what happens is all night you have this electrical energy running behind your head. Oh, like side to side. Side to side. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Exactly. And so what happens is our body at rest is seven hertz, which is the Schumann resonance. And that's also the resonance of the earth, which is why we can get grounded when we walk barefoot on the earth. Mm -hmm. So when the energy is constantly running behind you, it keeps your body at 10 hertz. So when you're sleeping, you never come down to that resonance of healing Mm because that's what our body does in the middle of the night. So it's really important to shut your breaker off, which people go, isn't that a pain in the butt? Well, kind of, but it's kind of like brushing your teeth. I brush my teeth. I go and turn off my breaker before I go to sleep. Um, I plug in my phones. I put them on airplane mode now, plug them in in my bathroom so I can still hear my alarm in the morning. And the other thing um, this Wi-Fi expert pointed out is I had a lot of light in my bedroom from different electronics. My TV had a light. um, My PVR had lights. That will keep you from going down to the 7 Hertz as well, the Schumann residence. You really have to be in complete darkness. Hmm. Yeah. Wow, this is so much
0: information. I know, there's so many
1: layers, so there many is, layers. So and I don't many. want to bombard people. I want to keep this simple. But again, in this journey, yeah. I feel like it's being Pandora's box and... It's
0: information that needs to get out there. Yeah. So as we're going to wind up this episode yeah. right now, because um, we're going to provide some resources. Yes. Um, so I definitely need uh, uh, friends list. If you're listening and you really want to get into this, this is going to be up on the blog, but it'll also be in the resources page. So you can look up all of this kind of information that Pam is going to provide are you uh, open to having people contact you or they check out your website, which we're going to provide as well? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Check out my website. It's healingtreealchemy.com. My Instagram's healingtreealchemy. I'm going to be honest on my website. I haven't included my services page because I was doing a lot of coaching and I just found that my body wasn't able to keep up with the, the amount of people that I was having requests for. But as I get start to feeling better. I'm going to be taking on clients again. Um, but yeah, feel free to reach out to me
0: through either of those venues. Mm -hmm. And we're going to provide the rest of your information up there anyway. So this is just the first part. Um, Oh my goodness. There's going to be a lot more to talk about in the next episode. And, uh, thank goodness you're here because you're talking great and my voice can just, (laughs) uh, so thank you friends. We will talk to you next time. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you or someone you know is in immediate need of help, please contact your local authorities, distress centre, or professional care provider. If you'd like more information on this episode or other topics, go to my website, UrsulaYourDunn.com.